I was just saying. I don't care about your opinion. I just well, I'll tell you what I think. What's that you're saying? Would you just listen? I don't think so. Remember, ladies, one must not get one's knickers in a twist. I just... Please listen. I'm trying to help you. Listen. I don't think so. Excuse me. Well, I don't care. I don't care. Listen. Shut up and listen. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode. Shut up and listen. Um, I'm still a little jet lagged, so I apologize for that. Um, but I, I actually don't even know what to say about the guests that I have today. Like, I'm secretly fangirling. <laughs> and it's really the first time I fangirled, like, on this podcast. I'm fucking fangirling. Um <laughs> so we have I have here today Elizabeth Reeser who I have been a fan of for god knows how long. I mean fucking Jesus Christ like Mad Men, Grey's Anatomy, fucking Twilight like every single thing that you do um you're just brilliant and I think you're just probably one of the most underrated actors around wait what kind of school uh, drama school okay um i went to juilliard and i you know because i had to learn how to act um <laughs> <laughs> you on the other hand just knew well <clears throat> Do you think that you learned how to act or do you feel like Juilliard provided you an opportunity to feel like safe enough to explore? Yeah, I think it basically helped me get out of the way, like get the bullshit out of the way and um, and and learn how to trust myself and to, I mean, it takes a long time I, or it took me a long time. Some people, I mean, you're, you're someone who I just feel like you just know what you're doing and... It took me like 20 years to sort of figure that out. Sometimes I really feel like I know what I'm doing and other times I don't feel like I know what I'm doing at all. <laughs> Especially when I'm working with people themselves that don't know what they're doing. You know, especially if it comes to a director, a first-time director. And... You know how it goes. Like you're <clears throat> doing a film, especially if it's an independent film and you don't have a lot of fucking time. And if it's a character that has some layer and has some depth, which is very rare for fucking any role that a female plays, um, you know, and, and you're looking for some help, but they don't even know how to set up a shot. And so you kind of feel like, I kind of feel like sometimes like I'm flailing in the wind and I go back to my hotel room and I'm like, holy fuck, am I such a piece of shit in this? Hmm. Am I such a piece of shit? Because I can't tell. I honestly can't tell anymore. You know, and other times when I'm working with people that are competent, that know what they're doing and they're people that I respect, you know, whether they be actors or directors, 
you know, and then I'm like, yes, this feels good. Cause there's like a natural fucking synergy that happens. Yeah. Like, you know, when it's working, you know, when it's good. Yeah. And you know, like when you trust the taste of the person who's going to end up telling the story for me, I mean, I, I just feel like anyone, you could be doing like the best work of your life, but if someone is in charge that doesn't, then it doesn't matter. Don't even get me started. <laughs> Do you have an experience like that for you? That uh, you feel comfortable naming? No, you know, I'm, I'm always like shocked that it's not horrific. Like when I, <laughs> I'm always, cause you know, I, I don't know. I go, I go down a road less and less. Like I've learned to sort of let go of, you know, you were saying and you're sitting in your hotel room, like this is horrible. And, and I want to kill myself and all those things that you have those, those moments. And, but I think maybe because I've done plays and you have to just let it go immediately. Like if something f- sucks, you have to keep doing the play. And so it really teaches you to just move on. Um, yeah. but, but yeah, I'm always just, I'm very, I've been very lucky that usually by the time I see it, I'm, sh- I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised for the most part. You watch yourself? Um, not always. Like there's things, <laughs> there's certain things that I haven't, um, like the Grey's Anatomy stuff that, from a million years ago. Like just, it's just, I don't need to see that, you know? <laughs> well, I'm sure you've heard it from so many people. Um, and let me add to that list. You were fucking incredible. Oh Bull. Well, thank you. I mean that that show is they know what they're doing, and Shonda is such a brilliant writer. And but thank you. I mean, it's just you know, do you watch yourself? I feel like I need a ten year uh-huh. gap at <laughs> least before I can watch myself without yeah. judgment. Mm-hmm. You know, because otherwise, I I'm my biggest biggest critic. And I'm not only judging the performance, I'm also judging why, because there was a fucking movie that I did within the last few years and kind of a piece of shit, but we all have to pay the bills. And I was like, why did they frame me that way? Mm. And why did they light me that way? Mm. What the fuck? (laughs) Like, what the fuck? fuck um yeah and so I really need I really need time in between that stuff but I did like there's certain things that like I will watch um because I'm proud of the work that I did meaning I felt myself leave completely Mm. so I didn't even really remember the experience Mm. so it's like oh what did I do? Cause I don't actually really remember. <laughs> and then there was like, there's enough of a, for lack of a better term, the psychic separation mm-hmm. that I'm able then to appreciate the performance because it's not me. If that makes sense. Oh yeah. That's the best. <laughs> I mean, amazing i'm surprised it is, i mean you're you're i don't know what 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 is that what 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 are you proud of like if you can say that what am i proud of i mean like, like personally in, or professionally professionally like what what is that what what are you referring to like is there one well the Grey's anatomy that i did i was proud of oh, I didn't um see that. yeah 
Um, I can see that. It was like last season or the season before, maybe the season before. Yeah, 2015. That I was proud of. And yeah, that's really been like the last thing pretty much in recent memory. Um, there's, I'm, I'm looking forward to, I'm looking forward to see, I'm looking, (laughs) jet lag. I'm Mm. looking forward to see what else I end up doing. I feel like my best work is ahead of me. Like, I feel like I've barely scratched the surface. So I'm, I'm excited more than anything. That's amazing. Yeah. What about you? I mean, I kind of feel that way too. I think I also mourned it, um, which has changed a lot for me, uh, how I feel about acting. I mean, I, I, a few years ago, I wasn't working at all. I mean, at all. Girl, pull up a chair. <laughs> yeah. Sit on the couch. Get comfy. Let's I mean, it's talk. like, I mean, that's, it's, it's, it, I had to sort of really mourn it and like let go of it and I I had to think of like well where do I want to live like what where would I what would I do and you know come up with like a million bizarro answers but but something about I think I really let part of me let it go and and it's changed my relationship now to where I really appreciate it even more like I enjoy it more I think I'm it might just be getting older too it's just every time I work now and I kind of feel I just feel excited and happy to be there. And I mean, not that I didn't in the past. It always feels like a miracle. I don't know if you have this feeling because you've been working for a hundred years, but <laughs> I mean, I mean, cause you were a child, you know, but I, every time I get a job, I'm, it feels like a miracle to me. I mean, I'm just, cause I'm from Michigan. Like nobody I knew was ever an actor. No, you know, it was insane to say, I want to go be an actor. And so it's still, if I get that call, I just, I can't believe it. And is it the call for the, is it the call for the offer? Is it the call for the audition? Is it the call for you got it? You got it. It's definitely the offer. You got it. It's not the audition. Yeah. No. <laughs> are you, how are you with auditioning? I'm not, I don't think I'm good at it at all. I mean, it, it brings up everything, you know, it's just like, oh, I'm just a fat piece of shit. You know what I mean? Like that's. <laughs> I'm just being honest. I mean, I, I'm I, glad <laughs> because I, I think that's a terrible thing maybe to admit um, because you just don't want people to take that shit on, but not that they will. You know, I, I don't mean to say, I just, I hate, I hate acknowledging. I don't normally acknowledge, you know, that that shit is in my brain because I think it's beneath me and it's beneath us all, but it, it, it does, you know, it lives there at times. Oh yeah, for sure. I went through a period from, I mean, I didn't work really. And for me, this is what I consider work two to three months on a film. Mm-hmm. I feel like doing two to three days on a film for me is like giving a bump of cocaine to a cocaine addict, <laughs> you know, where you're, wait, I'm just getting, stu- oh, it's finished. Mm. Fuck. Um, but yeah, I didn't. I didn't really work from 2007 until 2014. Oh, my God. Seven-year itch. Oh, my God. Yeah, I know. I know. And I had the same exact thought, like, what am I going to do? Ba-ba-ba. And I was in my 20s at the time, you know? And I went through a a period where, like, 
And I talk about this like on my I've talked about this on like podcasts before and you know, the summer of 2009, I was ready to kill myself. And not in a overly dramatic, you know, fucking Valerie Bertinelli lifetime movie way. Like, oh my God, it's so much. But just very quiet, just staring at the wooden beams and uh, on the ceiling and just wondering if it would hold my weight. Because I would, I would pray at the time to like universe god whatever that i considered that was very 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 conditional you know and and i would be like listen if i'm not meant to do this if i'm not meant to be an actor anymore you need to let me know because i need mm-hmm. to go back to school i don't know how to do anything else i've been doing this since i was 7 and i have bills to pay i don't know what the fuck i'm going to do and then i'd get a call from my agent and the agent would be like, we have an audition for you. And then I would read the script, and it would be an incredible script. And then I'd go to the audition, and I'd know the director, and I'd know, like, the person next to me that was also auditioning. Mm-hmm. And go in the room, and it would be incredible, and the feedback would be great, and then I wouldn't get it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I would, I would be like, what kind of fucked up, like, sadistic universe god are you? You know, like, I'm asking for a sign. And then I feel I've received the sign. And then it's like dangling a carrot and then taking it away. Um, And then, and like we were talking about um, before we had started, Tag Along, chill out, love. Tag Along is sponsoring this podcast. Just kidding. Um, But official sponsors are coming next week for the next episode. And it's actually something that... I use just FYI, all listeners. Um, But anyway, the person that I was with at the time, her family was very metaphysical, and her dad had given me a book called The Words and Wisdom of Florence Govelshin, who was a um, metaphysical author from the 1920s. She was very spiritual, and she talked about how your word is your wand, and how you're allowed to ask for what you want. And I had had the mindset my whole entire life, you're not allowed to ask for what you want. You need to be a good girl. You need, you need to, like, receive whatever is coming to you. And I would have, like, that inside voice in my head that, like, I thought really was the universe being like, I'm doing this to teach you a lesson because you need to learn a lesson in humility. Like, ba 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 and after I got that book, it opened up my eyes and my mind. And, and therein really kind of like started the journey um, where I'd been attached to a movie for four years. Mm. Like money kept on going in and then not being there. Going in, not being there. And then the director had called me and was like, the money just fell out of escrow again. And I was like, sign me on as a producer. And he was like, um, I was like, no, sign me on as a producer and I will have the money raised in three months. He was like, I don't know. I was like, sign me on as a fucking producer. He was like, okay. And within three months we were shooting down in Waxahachie, Texas. I'm not surprised (laughs) at all. I'm just not, I mean. Yeah. And that happened and all was well. And thought it was going to do well, and it didn't. The lead of that movie was a 
fucking asshole fuckhead who <laughs> drank every day. Oh no. No, not oh no, like pity. No, like, oh no, pity for you. Like fuck me. Yeah. But also it's like that's part of what producing looks like, right? Where like you're dealing with fuckheads that are pretentious, mm-hmm. especially the ones that have not right earned the right to be pretentious in any way, shape, or form. They're unknowns. Mm. Um mm. They haven't earned the right to be difficult. Um, not that anybody really should ever be difficult, but I also think that for women that looks very different than for men. Um, yeah, and the movie bombed. It mm. sucked. It was really, really bad. It was so bad. It was so, so bad. But I learned a lot, you know, which is priceless. You and know? now are you, like, wanting, are you producing more? Are you want yeah. to produce? yeah. Yeah, which I, I I love more than anything. Yeah, I bet. Um, I bet you get shit done. I'm just starting to now. I had... Like, you guys know, sometimes I need to take a second to collect my thoughts. You know, I really do believe for me that my life has been a series of experiences and moments and lessons and everybody's life has to one degree or another. But every single thing that I thought about my life when I was in my 20s and where I thought I'd be, where I wanted to be, what I wanted to be doing is nowhere near, A, the reality of what my life is today, nor what I desire for my life today. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, because my dreams and goals have grown as I have grown. So... Everything is happening in perfect timing, and I needed to grow personally, and I needed to get comfortable with my power personally Mm. before I could then expand professionally, you know? Absolutely. So what is it for you? What was your experience of, A, not working? What did you... What did you do? What were your thoughts as you were going to bed at night? What was the catalyst for change? I mean, I was pretty... And when was this? This was, um, I guess, in the last maybe two years ago and three years ago, there was like a long one year, almost a one-year stretch, and then like a, then I got a play, thank God, and then there was like a 10-month stretch, and I did a play... Um, which sort of, it's just nothing's harder in, in terms of for, for acting. It's just, I think doing plays are so hard, but, but so good, uh, to do. But for me, I was really like a baby about it for a long time. What does that look like? Like just, just, you know, um, I think I was a, I think I was, you know, I start to get bitter you know, <laughs> and uh, like it's not fair. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Like it was, it was that kind of, um, it was, it was, it was being a baby in a way. Like I didn't, um, I was just pissed, you know? And, and, um, and it it took me a while. I also was like bumping up against mortality. I think, I think women in our work have to contend with mortality, you know, very early on in life. Like we start, I've found for me, mourning things that in any other line of work, you wouldn't start having to mourn until maybe your sixties because, you know, roles, things like it just is hard as you get older as a woman in this business. Um, it's just purely, you know, numbers. Um, and I think it, it, it forced me to get really honest with myself and humble and, uh, I don't know, it was, it was a deep, I mean, you know, contending with these, you know, wh- wh- why do I feel like I'm 100 years old? You know what I mean? Like feeling, seeing myself as an old person because I, I felt like, oh, I can't, I'm not going to work because I'm a certain age and I look a certain way, you know? Do you feel that now? Well, now it's funnily enough, I don't. And what changed? Um, it was like, I realized I, I, I sort of let go of the bitterness that I had and, um, tag along. Aww. Don't be a shit. Um, and I took more personal responsibility for my life and my own happiness. And, um, and I started writing and yeah. And I, everybody for years had been telling me to write and I was like, fuck you. I don't want to write. I want to, I just want to act. I don't want to write. I don't want to have anything to do with it. I just want to, I just want to act. And I, I resented people telling me to write. I resented everything about, you know, the situation. And then I started to write and like a whole, you know, a whole world opened up. Sounds so corny, but it, a whole world opened up inside me, and I, I became. It made me happy, it made me feel good, and that sort of changed my whole. I think that was a, a re- and meditating. Actually, meditating is the most profound thing that that for me did that has done everything. I mean, more so than therapy, more so than. I mean, just just it's everything. When did you start meditating? Uh, probably about five years ago, I think. Okay. Uh, I started doing TM. I I was just going to ask if you did TM. Yeah. Do you do TM? I don't, but I've had, I've had other people mention it to me and suggest it to me. And I'd read David Lynch's book. Oh yeah. Uh, Catch a Big Fish, which, you know, and he's obvious, not obviously, because some people might not know. Um, he's part of the TM movement and TM for those of you that don't know is transcendental meditation, correct? Yes. Yeah. In fact, someone from his foundation, I was someone, uh, the David Lynch, you know, they taught me how to meditate and, um, which by the way, it's just this, it's so simple. I used to think I'll never, I could never meditate. I can't, (laughs) you know, you think it's this thing, but it's actually the most simple, straightforward, uh, process. At least that's how I was taught. And, uh, it's the kind of thing where it's really subtle, the changes that, that take place. And then, you know, people, other people start noticing the changes and it's, it's just profound. And it's like, uh, yeah, I think it was really the most transformative thing for me. And so you said, so 
like I think you're actually the first person that I've talked with. Maybe Shawnee um, Nicholas talked about this when she was on, but really like the first person that's actually talked about meditation on here. Um, and so, so you started five years ago and then you had your 10, like starting two years ago, 10 months, no work, then a play, mm-hmm. then ba 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 ba. And how did meditation help you through that? Like what is your meditation practice? Um, like, what does it look like for you? I do it. You're supposed to do it twice, twice a day, day for, for 20, 20 minutes. minutes. I yeah. do it once a day for twice a minute. <laughs> once <laughs> a day twice for a twice a minute. minutes. <laughs> I do it once a day for 20 minutes. And if I'm really like in the shit house, I, I get up and do it twice a day because it's saved my life. Like when I'm doing a play and I'm about to open and I'm, I can't sleep and I'm having a panic attack. But, um, yeah, I think it's it's been this sort of underground part of my like unconscious life that has slowly changed I, I, it's like I even the weirdest thing about it like this is one of the, the examples that I give because it it's profound to me because I'm such an eater is that I eat less now and I I think that that's from meditating it's the weirdest but eat your feelings. Like yeah, because I used to, I think I was like, I, was, I know I was eating my feelings. <laughs> I, don't, I don't need to be coy about this. Yeah. I was like, you know, I used to like go and buy, you know, I, when I lived in New York, I <laughs> buying like bags of just shit and just, just pounding it and, you know, and then feeling terrible and um, it just doesn't work or like cookies, you know, or like you're in Vancouver and you're by yourself and... Satin Place Hotel. Yeah, you're at this slut and, <laughs> and you've got no one. And it's like that or go drink yourself into a stupor. And so I'd go buy some cookies or whatever. And I just don't do that now. And it's not a conscious like, oh, I'm on a diet. It's a, it's the, it's, I know it's the meditating. No, I get, I get that completely. I will say this. Um, I'm like, my mind is going so fast right now um (laughs) because i'm so excited to be able to talk about this well it's learning how to deal with the uncomfortable feelings and being able to work through them and being able to sit with them and getting to see that you know you are not your thoughts and you are not your feelings you know and it's um it's almost like a triad you know where like i think of like emotion as like energy in motion you know, and where is it going to go and what is it going to do? And in those moments of feeling so clenched and so tight that there's, you're not responding to something, you're reacting like you are acting again. You are acting from a place that you've acted before, you know? So like, <clears throat> it's interesting to me um, that something so quote unquote small um is actually so big because it's you're taking away the trying to find the correct word you are taking away the distraction or the thing that's actually going to keep Mm. you from growing Mm mm-hmm you know, and I love a fucking good cookie. And I'm not saying, yeah, like 
donate cookies and like whatevs and like sometimes like you have to have your fucking feelings you know um oh yeah but like the response to the feelings is very very different yeah and even now i mean i'll definitely have moments where that is my impulse is to go and throw down some (laughs) on some ice cream or whatever but it doesn't work yes it never it never worked but I wasn't aware that it wasn't working. It takes it takes me. It's much quicker now. Where I'm like, it's the same with booze. And I'm I love to like I was just saying to you before we started talking. I I I really, I I had a lot of I had a lot to drink this weekend. But even that, I end up. It sounds like this. I'm having no fun, no, no cookies and no booze. But I, I'm doing it. I just it ends up being less because it's it's like more. I'm more aware of like what's pleasurable you know, pleasure as opposed to like trying to stop something or fill something. I'm able to like go like, okay, now this doesn't feel good. So I'm going to stop. What brings you pleasure? Oh my God. Um, it's funny cause the, this shut up and listen obviously is the title of your podcast. And I just, when you said that I thought listening and I, as I think it's like the most sort of it's obviously what we do for our work is it just like, that's this whole, that's the whole thing, right? Is the listening, but I find that to be really intoxicating and, uh, scary. And, uh, I mean, I think, I think listening is maybe like the most vulnerable you can be actually, if you're really doing it. So I find that really, anyway, so, but pleasure, so pleasure, so listening, I guess, to someone or something that is, (laughs) I just saw that, I just saw that you were about to have a moment that was so vulnerable and so open, and then you were like, nope, no, no, anyway, hell no, no, um, I forget what I was going to even say, yeah, even just talking about it feels like, what am I saying, why am I saying this out loud, but, but I do find that, you know, listening is scary, like, if you really listen, you, you, you don't get to decide. You're you're actually taking something in. And then there's also listening to self. Well, and that's a whole... Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I mean, that's sort of what we're just talking about. I mean, it's like actually tuning in. Yeah. It's a... It, it, it. <laughs> I think that's so that's so interesting that you find listening what do you listen to who do you listen to well that that's that's the other thing it's like you got to be careful exactly <laughs> i mean i'm um even like with music and i love music but i've the older i've got i actually listen to less music and it sounds like my life sucks no booze no cookies <laughs> no music no all these things i i love but uh i find music can be really overwhelming yeah like and in a great way too yeah. it can be so joyful but it can be sad like people that listen to sad music all the time i can't i can't do it uh i just find it too upsetting um but you know listening to i don't know people that are interesting or I don't know. Books. I listen to books. Do you really? <laughs> by reading. By, by, I guess I'm saying reading is also listening. I mean, it's the same kind of idea for me. It's like taking something in. Um, but I find that to be the most interesting part about acting, I think. Um, but this is, <laughs> I sound like, do I sound pretentious? No, you don't. See, I mean, no, this you is don't. where, you know, your brain goes like, the fuck am I talking about but but you know we're talking so 
Yeah, we're talking and we're listening. Yeah. You know, it's it, here's the deal at the end of the day, and this is just for me. <clears throat> no one knows ev- anything, and everyone knows everything, right? And just like with stories, why do, and I say this again and again and again and again, I'm like wondering now how many people are actually going to say this with me when they're listening. Um, people don't go to the movies to see movie stars. They go to the movies to see themselves, you know, because they might not identify, you know, with like a fucking teenage fucking vampire, you know, like as far as I know, vampires don't exist. Real life ones. I mean, maybe energetically, you know, um, but they identify with the feeling of loss. They identify with the feeling of longing. They identify with the feeling of joy. They identify with the feeling of terror. You know, it's the, it's the language of the heart. It's what we get to do, you know? Um, and I've a, it makes me wonder, like for you and your experience as an actor, how often are you received by the people you're working with and your fellow actors in terms of them getting to listen? You mean like how, how much do I feel like they're listening? Yeah, so like let's say we're in a scene. We're doing it. Like, I wish we were in a scene. Dude, well, like, let's fucking write something together. <laughs> let's be in a scene. Like, for reals. Yeah. Um, like, doing a scene, because, and let's say, like, you're giving me something, but I'm completely blocked and I'm not receiving it. It's awful. I, it's the worst. It's awful. Yeah. You know? So awful. But, but what, how. Like, what's the ratio? But how often do you find that to be the case? Especially now, because I feel like people in general more and more were connected in one way. Like, you and I met through social media, through Twitter, um, where I find all of the brilliant people. Um, But even though we're connected in that way, there is definitely a lack of human to human connection, you know? Um, <clears throat> and I wonder how that translates to work. I mean, it's one of the reasons why when, when you do, when you are rolling or you're on stage or whatever you're doing, when it, and you have to focus and you, you know, it, when it does happen, it is, it is electric, whether, whether it's good or not, I don't know. But I mean, like, there's an actor I'm working with right now, Sam Jager, and he, um, he listens, you know? So it's, it's, it's actually electric. When two people li- are, are, are listening, it, it's, it feels reckless almost, you know, in the best way. It's so exciting. So when that's not happening, it's, uh, it can be incredibly frustrating. It can also be what, is happening maybe in the scene and, you know, and on some meta level, I I don't know. Um, but it's not as fun. Uh, but it just takes so much courage, I think, to, to listen. I, I I just think it, it just takes all the courage in the world. So I don't know. I'm, I, I, I don't, 
I think it's special when you get when you get to have that. That's so interesting to me. It's so so fucking interesting. Um, that you think that listening that listening is creative. I'm not drunk, people. I promise. <laughs> um, jet lag. Because I guess. Because you can also listen without saying a fucking word. Oh, yeah. Which I think is that that gets that brings me fucking pleasure. (laughs) That brings me such fucking pleasure. Just getting to sit and be and receive in the silence. I love the silence. I love the uncomfortability of the silence even. (laughs) Well, you have a, a lot of courage. I mean... Well, our biggest fear is being received and being seen, and our biggest desire is to be received and seen, right? And so it's, I've already gone through hell. I've already died, right? Like, I've already died. There's nothing anyone can do to me. I've already, I've been dead, Mm -hmm. you know? So now, there's really nothing to lose, Mm. And so there is a sense of fearlessness and freedom where the look isn't a confrontation. It's not a, even a step, which is what I used to do. Like teenage me, mm-hmm. teenage angsty me. My God, I put Annie Hathaway through hell. And you Mandy did? Moore, I did. Because I was like fucking like 16, 17, thought like, I like was like fucking like smoking camel filters and like that yeah. I was like such a badass. Yeah. You know, yeah, I bet you were terrifying. <laughs> yeah. And I just, uh, I would put people through tests to just be like, are you able to match me in my power? Mm. Are you able to yeah. meet me? Are you able to really truly fucking receive me mm. and all that I am, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and also, I was, like, fucking 17 and, like, fucking lesbian and, you know, like, indie darling and was, like, fuck this shit. Yeah. But. <laughs> of course. I mean, it makes all the sense in the world. Um, because, like, really underneath that was an incredible amount of, like, vulnerability and an incredible amount of fear, like, terror that, oh, my God, who the fuck am I doing this with these people? Um, Mm -hmm. And I really got to kind of act tough and keep myself safe. Like really keep myself safe. Um, And I feel like we, we pick up these tools along the way to help us survive, you know, in general. And then, those tools that helped us are no longer serving us because we've outgrown them, but it's terrifying to let them go because then who am I without this? Who am I without the fronting? Who am I without the bravado? Who am I without the ba, 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 and like cookies, boot, like insert everything, right? Um, like when you take everything away and I wrote about this like kind of recently where like who am I like alone just completely alone 
almost as though I didn't exist. Who am I without the identity? Just me. Um, I realized that I didn't really need anything. Like, I didn't. I didn't need a single fucking thing. So there, like, there then gets to be, I feel like, the opportunity when you've done the work and you've called out your own bullshit and you're willing to grow. Like, there are some people that I choose not to connect with because I'm like, nope, 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 nope. Um, and I'm very, very clear with my energetic boundaries now. Like, I durga. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but for some others, it's... The, there's almost like a maternal... I'm willing to hold space enough for both of us. Mm. And that feeling of... You might feel unsafe in the second. I'm going to let you have your experience, but I'm not going to shut down because your uncomfortability is making me uncomfortable Mm -hmm. because I'm comfortable enough in self that I can do that until you feel okay. Mm -hmm. And if you don't, that's fine too. so kind. I mean, that's just... You know, whatevs. Yeah, but it's kind. It is. It's sweet. I mean, it's very generous. I don't do that with everybody. No, you can't. I mean, there's... But I do that... be careful. Well, it's with the people that I feel intuitively have the willingness to grow. They're just scared. Right. Because I identify with that. I, I recognize that. I understand that. I recognize the terror in just letting go enough to just be and be seen. You know, because I'm going to die. <laughs> I'm, re- I'm going to fucking die. Terrifying. Mm. Um, and and it's those that, like, I, I see are, are willing but unsure and scared um, and are also doing the work. You know, like, the willingness is enough. Mm-hmm. You know, because mm-hmm. so you've already met. Yeah. In part. But for those individuals that are so lost within their own story. Um, I can see past the story into the being, if that makes sense, mm-hmm. um, and have love and compassion for them. And, like, mm but I'm not going to be working with your bullshit today. Mm-hmm. I'm not, because it's not my job to fix you. It's not my job to, like, do the work for you. Um... And I, I've I've already been there and done that. I'm I'm not going to do it. I, I'm I'm busy. I've got films to direct and produce. You know. <laughs> no. Well, you can't do it for anyone anyway. I mean, I I, I spent a lot of time trying. Yeah. No. I mean, me too. It's just it's it's good that you are able to set boundaries. I mean, it's hard. I think that's hard. I, I wasn't able to, and then I got to a place and a point where <clears throat> I really faced my greatest terrors of my life, and, you know, to a certain degree, like, I did die. Like, I had, like, a death and a rebirth, mm. 
you know, and I'd been really suicidal, like, again, in, like, 2014. I won't go into, the, like, the whole entire story now because, like, I'm sure you guys that are listening have heard it way too many times. Um, but, like, from 2014 to now to 2017 you know, such an incredible experience and process of transformation where I believe for me that I'm either growing or dying. That's it. I'm either growing or dying. Mm -hmm. There's no static, you know, there's no stasis. There's no staying the same. That's impossible. Scientifically, it's impossible. Um, And I was terrified of setting boundaries terrified of setting boundaries I was terrified of utilizing my voice I was terrified of um having other people be angry with me and I was continually saying yes to things that I didn't desire to say yes to because I was told especially professionally that that's how this works right and there's that thing especially I don't know if you've ever gotten this from an agent where it's like they haven't seen you in a while Mm-hmm. you know like they want what's hot and they haven't seen you in a while so like it's good people like ba 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 but it's for something that's like for a 50 year old that weighs 175 pounds and I'm like seriously mm-hmm. not oh, even joking well, no no I go in for like fat moms and stuff you know I mean I get it and <laughs> I literally brought this up today I like had I had an executive meeting at like one of like the major networks and I brought it up. (laughs) Yeah. You know, and that's like, this business to like a certain degree is so fucking laughable. Yeah. (laughs) And so ridiculous. Um, And I just, When I was able to reclaim self and reclaim power of self and remember who I was, um, what my agents thought didn't matter, like what like was going on, like in terms of what was hot and blah, 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 needing to be here and this and do this red carpet and, like, where this thing didn't fucking matter anymore. Um, and that, I think, is, like, one of the biggest secrets that they don't tell you in this industry or really anywhere. But, like, <clears throat> I know what I'm meant to do with my life. Like, I know what I'm meant to do. Like, without a shadow of a doubt, like, it was my first fucking sentence. Like, my first sentence out of my mouth, watching Madonna dress you up in my love tour, 1984. I said, I do that. I do that. And I'd come from foster care. Like, put into, like, a foster home that then became my adoptive home, and I didn't speak for over a year. I just pointed. Mm. So, like, the first thing I said was, like, I do that. That was it. Not I want to, Mm -hmm. not maybe one day, but I do that. I am that. Two most creative words in the world. I am. I am tired. I am happy. I am sad. 
I am rich, I am poor, I am abundant, whatever it is, you know. So, oh my God, I love that so much. It's, I mean, I, I was big, big, big. I'm still am Madonna fan, and just admired her. And Dude, so sex book her. right there. Yeah, I noticed that. One. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, this is gonna go well. Um, <laughs> she, yeah, that, that's that's amazing. Well, because you're from Michigan. Yeah, and I where I grew up was very near Rochester, which is where she uh, grew up, and you know she. I feel like she doesn't get enough credit for, I don't know, just even you seeing her and, and saying that and, and me, she made me think like things were possible, even though I obviously I'm not, I don't do anything that she does, but, but she, she definitely created a world of possibility. Because I would, I would disagree with you on that statement. What, I don't do what she does? I mean, I want to do what she does. I, I would kill to, to dance around in some fucking hot pants and, like, whatever she's... I mean, that's that would be the ultimate dream. Well, you can. <laughs> you can do... That's the thing, is that you are free to do that if you desire. Yeah, well, I, I, I agree with that. And I... And there's... You know, I mean, I may be 42, but there's always a possibility for that. Dude, she's fucking 60. I know, and she's killing it. Is she it. 60? Maybe, maybe if she's not, she's got to be late fifties, right? Late fifties, yeah. Late fucking fifties, and but also here's the here's the deal, right? Where it's <clears throat> wearing the hot pants and ba 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 ba, like that's just the outer, because like what she really does and continues to do is be unapologetic, not give a fuck, yeah, be completely authentic. And I'm, I'm like just waiting. Like, don't at me about Madonna, okay? We can like agree to yeah, disagree. Yeah, we're not, we're not going to go down that road. We're not going to go down that road, especially like, especially for you youngins that are listening that are eighteen to twenty-five. Um, you know, I fucking remember watching Madonna, the Blonde Ambition tour. It was on HBO, nineteen ninety-two. Oh yeah, fuck, and. Up she comes in that fucking pantsuit with that bifocal, like, oh, yeah. and it was a striped suit. And oh, yeah. then she had the express yourself. Yeah, it was sure. like the fucking opening number with mm. like the blonde hair, platinum, yeah. with like the ringed curls. Hot as fuck. I know. I used to have this argument with so many boyfriends about of Madonna course. Of because course they you were did. like, she's a fucking nothing. You know, like, I, I just, it, it drove me crazy, like, that they didn't take her seriously, because they didn't get that actually, in the history of, at least that I'm aware of, I mean, just, just historically how important she is for for me, for women, even women that don't like her. It's, she's, she's, she's done something. She changed the world. Yeah, she's, and, you know what, I'll tell you what. Before I was able to connect with my own sexuality and sensuality and pleasure, like really truly, mm. which is like very, very recent, um, I would walk down the streets of New York and I would listen to Madonna and I would literally feel a surge from my vagina because that's where my power is. Like, some people, the power is from the solar plexus, the heart, whatever, minus from my fucking vagina. Like, I know that. <laughs> um, like, like my thighs have now, like, gotten big enough to, like, be, like, a fucking, like, 
I was going to say, I was thinking tree stump, and then I almost said the T word, which I don't want to utter. The T word. You have tree, and then you have stump. And then if you take out... Ugh. Exactly. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. We're playing word games here on <laughs> Shut Up and Listen today. Um, but no, like... She made it okay to be sexual, and she made it okay to be in one's pleasure and unapologetic about it. Yeah, I mean, that's why people hated her and continue to hate her. Yeah, I know. I know. It's really interesting. I mean, it's... It's not surprising. Considering the people that... The states that are the most conservative have the highest viewerships of pornography. Yeah, well, that makes sense. Yeah, of course it makes sense. (laughs) And... I think that there's, I was just talking about this the other night, you know, I think that the biggest quote unquote sin, and like I use sin in terms of error of thinking, is that pleasure is bad or that pleasure has to be conditional or that mm-hmm. there are only certain ways with which you're allowed to experience pleasure. Because I'll tell you what. I tag along. Like to experience real true pleasure. Like in body and connection with another. Or even with self. To me, is really to like experience connection with the universe, God, goddess, whatever you want to call it, mm. you know. Um, <clears throat> and God forbid people actually know that. Like, God forbid that that was freely allowed. Our world would a be so different, you know. Um, and I. Th- it's like a robbery of self. I feel that like if you rob somebody of their pleasure, you rob somebody of their their innate self. Well, I think just being girls, I mean, growing up, I don't I, I just think uh, pleasure was not on the table. I mean, that's like a shameful, shameful idea. I mean, I went to Catholic school. I know you were. Yeah. Yeah. Roman Catholic Italian. Yeah. So, sakes. you know, I mean, I went to, but, but I wasn't even Catholic. I just went to Catholic school, but it was just being in Michigan and just in that time. I don't know what it's like now for little girls, but it was definitely not, we're not centered around our pleasure. I don't, I, in the way that I imagine men get to be, you know, that it's, it's, it just looks so nice. Um, as they should. I mean, they, they, the, the you know, but I, I feel like I have to really like, wrap my brain around that like bring my brain back around to my own um pleasure you know like the the to to make that cent- central as opposed to someone else's yeah no absolutely i'll tell you what <clears throat> probably the greatest thing that was ever told to me was told to me this past october and it was um you know, like, I'm like, mm, mm. this is what you got on shut up and listen, guys. Just pure authenticity all the fucking time. Um, 
So I'm just taking a second because I'm like, does this feel intuitively correct to like go into and speak of? And yeah. So I, you know, had had an experience when I was young, like a few, um, where I... where my pleasure was taken from me. And as a result, you know, PTSD followed. And it was really debilitating in one way or another, like throughout my life, but really in the sexual department where I couldn't come at all. Um, And I was really detached from sex and it was like sex and love were never connected at all. Um, and it got to the point where my body started waking up. And I would then like either feel completely numb throughout my body like pins and needles. Or my body would shake or it would feel like I was getting raped with glass. It was horrible. Um, and like, obviously like depression comes with that and blah, 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 and all this shit. I'm not blah, blah, blahing depression. Just like, what else? I want to get to the point. So, um, I had done like a number of things for a number of years, like in terms of meditation, prayer, therapy, blah, 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 blah. And then I had an experience with the ayahuasca in February of 2015 that was very helpful and opened up some stuff, but I was still having issues. And so this past October, I had an experience with a therapist with MDMA. With a therapist? Yeah. A sex therapist? A therapist therapist that, like, worked with a variety of patients that have PTSD. Oh, my God. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And it completely changed my life. I want to do this. This like, we'll, we'll talk. We'll talk. Go off there. Completely, completely changed my life in every single way, shape, and form. Because it felt like for the first time I was given my body back. It was like the horror crux you know, had been destroyed and I was able to get my soul back. Like, re-pieced together. And this man, who I will forever be grateful to, said to me, he was like, Heather, do you want to know the greatest secret of the universe? And mind you, this is like backstory that's important. Well, I'll tell you after, but like, what else? Um, But he said, do you want to know the like, biggest secret the universe? And I said, yeah. He was like, the truth always feels good. Mm. The truth always feels good. And I had been so disconnected from my pleasure because I had been told and taught that pleasure is wrong. Your pleasure is wrong. That my beingness was to be, um, was to service other people's pleasure. Mm. Mm -hmm. In whatever way, shape, and form that was. And 
so there was no sense of self there was no autonomy it really was and I feel too and again like I know I fucking bring it up all the time guys but like it really is so fucking important um you know so yeah so I I had no sense of self I had no sense of pleasure what is it that actually feels good to me you know and and with that Mm. where you're doing the dance of ooh, this feels really pleasurable, but then on the other side of that is terror that if I experience this pleasure, I might die. Mm-hmm. I might die, literally. Um, and so when he said, like, the truth always feels good, and I'd had the experience of feeling actually good and feeling such pleasure in my body and allowing things to come up that like had previously like I had not thought about um and to grieve the lifelong experience that I had had of feeling such shame and it's still something that I'm like working through um but that like major major boulder was lifted Mm -hmm. that And it's not like what's true, like universally true, but like what is true for me? What is it that feels good for me? And I think that that um, is such a, a powerful tool. Like the truth always feels good. Mm. You know, and that my, <clears throat> that I am not responsible for how other individuals feel you know and that what's highest like the highest good for me is going to be the highest good for you um because if it really truly and i don't mean like i'm gonna do like some fucking blow off like a fucking hooker's tits right now you know like that feels real fucking good (laughs) you know but Do I desire to say yes or no to this? What feels good? What is it that I desire? What is it that really brings me pleasure? You know, and if you have historically been like, well, they're going to they're they're going to be mad if I say no. They're going to be mad if I just go along and do it and grin and bear it and like, you know, like be humble, be a good girl. Like, who are you to? Who are you to, mm-hmm. like, get over yourself, you know? Um, I'm like, no. Uh-uh. Does it feel good? Like, does it feel good? And there's fucking power in that. And that, like, to me, like, Madonna has always been. <sighs> She's been teaching it her whole entire fucking life. I think to a certain degree without even really knowing it. You know, and now that as she's gotten older and she's had her own experience and journey, getting to see it in a in a bigger way because there's <clears throat> when you are preaching the truth and people aren't able to receive it because they're so blocked and terrified, it can feel really fucking lonely. You know, but it didn't stop her from being truthful and honest. You know, because she's like, this feels good for me. 
And I'm not going to let anybody take away that pleasure. I'm not going to let anyone take my pleasure away from me. It is mine. And it's my power. And I fucking own it fully. And that is terrifying to a lot of fucking people, especially if, like, that person that says that has a fucking vagina. Because vaginas are the most powerful force in the world. It's my feeling. <laughs> I, I'm not going to dispute that. I mean, I, I agree. With, I'm, I love hearing you talk about it. I think it's really, I mean, it's stuff that I think about a lot. And I, and and it is the older the older you get, you become. And I, I've I've gotten into fights with people who try to talk to me about what Madonna should and shouldn't be wearing at a certain age. And I just I just it, it, it enrages me. It's this idea that she has. First of all, that you should have any say in what she wears is just ridiculous. But also that it's about what you're talking. I mean, like that she shouldn't. She's not allowed to be sexual at a certain point. It's like it's not not serving you anymore for her to be wearing what she's wearing so so she's got to stop because you're uncomfortable you don't think she's i just it's drives me crazy yeah well no because that goes back to like the bigger fucking point that she is not here for you yeah she is not here for anyone but self and if you choose to go to her concert if you choose to buy her album if like she's here She's owning her fucking space. And whether you desire to be at the fucking party and the celebration and the holiday, how many Madonna songs can I put into the <laughs> sentence? <laughs> you know, like that's, again, it's choice. Yeah, it's like, why does it bother you that she's wearing whatever she's wearing? What, what is that about? I, I just think that's a really, it's something that, that needs to be um, investigated. And I mean, I, 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 I have those impulses, from, you know, we all have those, you know, we're all so critical and harsh, I feel like. I know, not we all. I'm saying I'm capable of, not as relates to Madonna, but just in general, you know, just being, just the shit you grew up with, the, the voices in your head. And, and, and then, you know, but it's good to question it, I think. Like what? I don't know. Just having a fucking opinion about everything all the time that, that's just not necessary. You know, like judging things or people or um, it's like the, the people having a problem with her being dressed a certain way. I'm, I'm sure I've had the same impulse and it's like, who cares? I just, it's... I don't know. I, I think the older I get, the more I realize, you know, you start to dismantle, hopefully, yeah, as much as possible, these ridiculous um, ways of moving through the world or seeing seeing the world. Well, systemic fucking sexism. Right. And it's as, a, I mean, even for, uh, you know, it's this embedded, these Im- ideas that are embedded. Mm-hmm. And, and it's like you're saying, being good and being you know, the good girl and all of that stuff, which is, I do want to be a good girl. I'm, I, I, I want to be a good person, but I, I, I think, you know, you, you have to look after yourself. I mean, it's exactly what you're saying. It's just the, the primary thing. Otherwise you really can't be anything to anyone. Yeah. And also that idea of like good is relative, right? Well, yeah. And good is, it's like, it's just kind of a dumb word, I think, as relates to this. I mean, there's, I think kind is important, you know, that's a good way of loving, loving, but it's not always nice. No, absolutely. 
I have this, I, I, I am so grateful that I get to be in a relationship with a partner that where our love languages are the same. And I've never, until this relationship, if I had got, if I got upset about something or I felt, uh, I wouldn't say anything. So just taught not to say anything. Just, shh, nope. Nope. That's fine. Get over it. Work through it. It's fine. Don't bring it up. Don't bring it up. And because, and that goes to the deeper thing of stopping emotional, stopping dramatic. It's not a big deal, but, but, but that's also, you know, gaslighting. You know, when you are told to minimize your feelings um, in order, because somebody else's feelings are more important and take priority. And that means that you yourself are not as important and take less priority. And if you are not a fucking equal priority in the relationship, you're fucked. Um, and priority to self. And so now, like, the minute that I have a feeling, and I always come, it always comes from, I feel never you did. But I feel... I may have misheard you, but this is what I heard Mm. or this is how that, that hurt this within me Mm. and getting to communicate in that way, which is honest and loving and there's integrity in that. There's integrity in that kind of honesty. Um, and the willingness to grow and the willingness then on the opposite, you know, in, in moments where I've hurt her feelings, in the moments where I have not been considerate, not intentionally, not in a malicious way of, I'm going to fuck her over, but just I was, I was in a moment of selfishness. I was not considering my partner. I had a moment of forgetting. And she loved me enough and loves us enough and herself enough that she was able to bring it. And then we talked about like getting to listen and getting to like receive, getting to receive it. And then a not make it all about me and be like, Oh my God, I'm such a big piece of shit. And whoa, whoa. But being able to receive it. And I'm so thankful. Like I really appreciate getting to know this and then getting to be more cognizant I haven't really um I've never misstepped in that way again Mm. because I was able to receive what it was that she was saying I was able to receive the feeling behind it Mm. um and speaking your truth you know is powerful you know I think living your truth is is the most powerful and Madonna does that on a daily basis. And I think she's a reminder. I think women like that are a reminder um, to the sacred feminine. <laughs> you know, or a reminder to women. And it, it can be a dangerous thing. So I feel like religion has been <clears throat> used as a weapon to curtail that and to keep it in line 
Um, so individuals don't stray too far. You can feel good, but not too good. You can wholesome, wholesome, holy. And no, you're not. You're so fragmented. It's mm. the opposite of holy mm. because holy is whole integration of self. Mm. You know, um, like even that word has been bastardized. Mm. Um, I mean, for fuck's sakes, like the Pope condemned Madonna. The Vatican condemned Madonna. It doesn't get any better than that. If I can get condemned by the Vatican, I know I'm doing something right. I mean, that's very on brand for Madonna. I feel like getting condemned by the Pope. It's really <laughs> everything, you you know. Yeah, everything course. she'd wa- want, I would of think. Of course. But it's, uh, yeah. I, 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 from a very early age, just didn't subscribe to that stuff. I just, I just didn't. I mean, I'm still trapped in those ideas a lot of the time, I think. What's the biggest idea? Uh, like you're saying, like the, the things you're talking about, um, the fear of saying i want this what do you want (laughs) (laughs) Ah! oh a lot of things Uh, you know what no not want because the act of wanting pushes it away what is it that you desire to claim but are scared to I I mean, there's, I think, you know, all this talk about pleasure, I think that's, it's a really scary thing to, to claim sometimes. Um, Just even, God, even just having things, you know, my way, even though I'm not saying I'm like, I don't get my way because I, 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 I can be very dominant. So it's. But there's shame, there's guilt, there's so much shit you have to like fucking unravel just to, for me, I just have still have like little pussy bullshit, Catholic, you know, Midwestern, you know, like nice and it's like fuck you're talking nice. about, yeah, fuck nice and, and the, the boundaries thing, like I, you know, I have a hard time with that sometimes. I just, I do. It's so lame. Um, but you know, you get better at it. Yeah. Well, you, yeah. What has been an experience? Do you have any memories of actually really utilizing your boundaries, like personally or professionally? Where you're just like, nope, sorry, nope. Yeah, I do. And it, it was so good for me. It, 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 it was, it was a work situation. Uh, it's funny how work can be a place where I feel way more clear and, and way stronger about, uh, expressing things that, that I, you know, in my personal life, I think I get, I can be more, and I'm terrified. I mean, I'm not, it's all scary to me, but you know, there've been work situations where I felt people crossed boundaries with me and I only now in the last few years have I been able to say that is a boundary that you 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 can't cross that boundary otherwise I'm not going to do this I'm going to I'm going to leave and 
the process of doing that was made me like a thousand times stronger. Like just, just, just one time standing up for myself was, you know, exponentially exponential growth. Are you able to talk about that in a general way in terms of what happened? Yeah. In a general way. Um, well, there were two things, there were two different experiences. One was, um, on a job, uh, an acting job where, um, I, I was really disrespected, uh, you know, uh, (laughs) and what does that look like? Um, well, a few things. I mean, I've, I've been, I've been, you know, hit at work. I've, I've had some really sick, weird things go down. Um, and just, um, you know, not listened to, I just, there, there, there've been, um, you know, like when someone, when you, someone crosses a boundary and you say you crossed a boundary and they say you're crazy. Mm, yes. Hello, story <laughs> of my life. You vote, you're overreacting. Yeah. Um, or you're, um, irrational, I think is uh, one of the great, like yeah. if you want to, if you want if you want to see something go down, <laughs> just tell me I'm being irrational. Um, so there, there were, there was, there was a combination of a lot of things going down and eventually I just realized that I, I couldn't do it and I wasn't going to be able to, to do it. And, uh, and it was, and I, so I had a conversation, uh, with the director and, you know, it ended up being really positive um, because he he got it eventually. But it, it was a series of conversations, and um, but you know, like someone saying you're irrational. I mean, I I I, I just remember saying to this person, like, how many men have you said that to? How many men have you told? Are have you said I've, you're being irrational? I just I just I just never see that. I never see that dynamic. I only see it with women. And I'm not trying to be like women this and men that, but it it, it is something I've noticed. Well, that's calling a thing a thing, honey. <laughs> that's not like... I mean, that is calling a thing a thing. Yeah. Like, that's it. I mean, that's, that's the reality. So there's... You're not... It's not like... Women, this that's the fucking reality, and yeah. that is your fucking experience, and that is not something to apologize for or try to justify or like fucking whatever the fuck. Yeah, well, people get really hangry. Like it's like you know they they get angry. I mean, I've just I've had really look. I mean, you've been on a million sets, so you know. I mean, it can get really weird. Yeah, no shit. And I'm always scared because I want to work. I want to be able to have mm-hmm. a career and. um you know, I've had gnarly things when I was younger where, you know, people saying, are you on your period? And, you know, do you want to go watch dailies at four in the morning? And, you know, shit like that. And yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like, I mean, I've never, I've never had that experience. I feel like my experience was unique in this way. Um, not getting a role that I had been attached to for three years because the producers that eventually came on said I wasn't fuckable and I was 19 you know so I haven't 
had the experience in that sense of like come to my fucking trailer or like watch fucking dailies or like whatever the fuck yeah. um i've had like my own my my own variation of piggedness yeah in this industry in one way or another um but i haven't had it in the way that you know you are describing um yeah that's i mean look it's all uh, yeah i think it's probably because you're you were probably way more self-possessed. I think is the more self-possessed I got, the more, the less that kind of shit happens. I mean, other shit happens, you know, but, but I just, I think you just don't come across as like a dumb piece of ass, you know? So congrats. Well, I don't think that you come across <laughs> as a dumb piece of ass either. I just think that no, it's... No, but when I was younger, I mean, maybe not that I came across as a dumb piece of ass, but I was, I was not self-possessed. I don't, you know, I, 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 I received that and I received that cautiously. No, I received that, um, with a grain of salt in this sense. I know the scumbag fucking producers because I would see them bring fucking hot extras into their fucking trailers. Oh, yeah. Like I fucking know them and I'm like, you're fucking disgusting. And I have had experiences like two or three where I was very young and having much older producers, like whatever, be inappropriate. Um, but because I was so young, I didn't recognize it as being inappropriate. It made me feel uncomfortable, but I thought it was a norm, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, but I have had the experience where I had this motherfucker, this fuck, this fucking four eyed fuck, and this is, that's just because people with glasses are awesome. I've worn glasses. Um, so like whatevs. But I just saw his face and I saw him wearing glasses. <clears throat> and, you know, I had signed on to do something. And I think I like just fucking told the story recently. But like there must be a reason I'm telling it again. I would signed on to do this fucking show. It's completely like, yeah, this is great. Layers, character, blah, 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 blah. You know, get there for like the actual series and the character is completely different. Completely. And I'm like, what the fuck? And I'm having to like pinch my leg every day, choking out these lines. They're so bad. And as a cast, we would get together and it would make sense. Like, we're like, what is this? This doesn't, this, this doesn't make sense. And it's like, if it doesn't make sense to us as actors, it's not going to make sense to the fucking audience. Mm. Remember this fucking motherfucker. It's like, you know what your job is? To know your lines and hit your mark. And I'm like, fuck you. Like, okay, fine. I will learn my lines and I will hit my fucking mark. But that's the thing. It's like, I'm patient. I'm a patient ass motherfucker. <laughs> like, and I know, like fucking like I is dark. I have a list and I will not forget, mm. you know? Mm. And so it's the, I believe creativity will always win out. Like, it will win out in the end. 
Mm. You know, Mm. and here's the deal. I don't know where the fuck he is. He's not working right now. You know, it's like you have to like, I feel like a lot of, not a lot. That's not true. That's a lie. There are certain men that I've worked with and one or two women where you've got to, they overcompensate with power. And I see through it in terms of, man, you must feel so fucking insecure. Mm. So fucking insecure. And mm. I feel like it's difficult, especially as an actor, where it's, it is about the fucking work. It is about the fucking work. Because at the end of the day, like, bumfuck producer isn't going to get reamed up the ass if it's bad. And on top of that, I respect the fucking audience that spends fucking ten fifty to fifteen fifty, like going to fucking see a movie, you know, or spending two hours of their time fucking watching a movie or an hour fucking watching a show, you know. It's like time is valuable. Like it's, I have respect for what I do, and I feel like a majority of of producers, quite a bit of producers, don't. Mm. They don't give a fuck. Mm. <laughs> we're just having a staring oh, contest. No. And we're <laughs> listening to each other, and I'm like, "What are you going to say?" Holding space. Holding <laughs> space. Yeah, it's really. You know, I think the older I get, I sort of just try to just. It's like I care so much more and I also care so much less. I, I I don't know what that means even. I just, I want to have fun, you know? Yeah, you want a life that turns you on. Yeah, I want to have fun. And so I, I just try to like throw my energy in that direction and, and you know, um, be kind, you know, whatever. I, I also have having these experiences lately on set where I feel like I recognize everyone and I'm having it, having it in life too, where I keep, and I'm I'm, it's the weirdest thing. I keep thinking I know everyone. Yeah, <laughs> and I love it. It's I don't know. I just start. I'm starting to think like, is that because there's some kind of like spiritual? I'm giving myself some, some self some spiritual credit right now that I probably haven't earned, but just that I don't know. The feel I feel more open and and people I'm like recognizing people that I don't know. Or you do. Or I do somehow. Um, I mean, if time is an illusion, it's a stubbornly persistent one. But time is an illusion. Mm-hmm. So if everything that's ever happened is happening now, I mean, fucking deja vu for fuck's sakes. Where it's yeah, like shit. That's what, yeah. I've experienced this before. And oh, yeah, I'm ba 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 ba. I mean, yeah. We're all co-stars in each other's, you know, life story. Yeah, I'm finding that more and more. I mean, like the more open I am, the more amazing people I meet, you know. And I'm sure they've always been there, but I used to be more closed off or shy or whatever it is. But even just like getting coffee in the morning, I go to the same place every, every day. And I, these are like my people now, you know, like the people that work there. I just adore them. Like, <laughs> it's just, oh no, I just feel like I get to, 
I don't know, enjoy people more as I've gotten older and just fall in love more with just everyday encounters and moments. Yeah. 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 And that's, I don't know. I want to, I want more of that. That's cause that's that. I mean, and it's, it's totally possible just to, you know, but I used to, I think I used to be very sort of shut down and pissy, you know? Well, sometimes you've got to be yeah. in order to survive. Yeah, yeah, and depressed or whatever else. And then you know, you're missing half the shit that's f- flying by. I, mean, I think it's also just getting older. I feel like I'm, I'm really aware of time in the way. I mean, we're just talking about time, but, you know, or just it's flying by. It's flying by. I want to have fun. Dude, I, I <laughs> fucking... I, fucking hear you i just said last night i was like i'm gonna be 35 i'm gonna be 35 i mean i didn't think i was gonna make it to 30 let alone 35 you know and like my birth mom died at 56 my birth dad died at 60 so i'm like 35 to 45 45 to 55 Mm. i've got like 20 some odd years left maybe you know, um, maybe more. Who the fuck knows? Maybe less. I could die tomorrow. Mm. You know? Um, and that's something else. Like, <clears throat> I have no desire to die anymore, which is like a first for me. Mm. Like, tag along. <laughs> Absolutely not. Tag along is trying to drink Elizabeth's water. <laughs> um, not going to happen. But for me, I always had like, I had a foot out the door where I would think if it ever got really bad, I could just kill myself and that's fine. Like, it's okay. Like, it's fine. Like, if it ever gets really, really bad, I'm just going to kill myself. Like, and it'll be, and that brought me comfort. That, like, I had a way out. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, again, like, this past year, um, and really, like, within the last year, you know, I, I made a commitment to life and I was like, okay. And I handed him my death card. Yeah. Like I fully handed him my death card. And when I make a fucking commitment, I make a commitment. I stick to it, you know? So it's like, okay, I'm here. <laughs> like we better make it fucking really fucking good. Like d- listen, you motherfucker. Like I've been through enough. Like we better make it really, really fucking good. Um, and now I'm able in more ways in every single, like, each day that passes, I'm able to receive what that means to me. And I'm able to experience the expansion in that way and the pleasure and the power and the, like, yeah, motherfucker, like, let's go. Like, let's go have some fun. And if I die tomorrow, it's all right. Like, that's the truth. I have no desire to die, you know, but it's, I'm grateful that I've gotten to have the experience of getting to just be Mm. and getting to love life and getting to be in pleasure and I desire to be in continual pleasure and grow and I've got a lot of fucking shit to do um and if it means though that I've got to go tomorrow I'm okay with that I'm not 
<laughs> that's the thing. I've already but died. I, but I love that hearing you say that. Yeah. Like, girl, I'm telling you, like, I've already fucking died. There's like nothing. Right. This is th- just gravy. This is just grace. Mm-hmm. I've already died. Like, there's nothing anyone can do to me. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, there's, um, <laughs> hey. Like, and that's it. So, like, in terms of getting older, <laughs> hey, tag along. You know, like, my ass is becoming familiar with gravity, mm-hmm. which is great. Like, I have cellulite, but, like, what woman really doesn't? You know, um, I, like, with each passing day, I have, like, more and more gray hairs on my head. Um, and I have, like, fucking arthritis in my face and in my hips and in my hands. Um, and I don't own a home. And I don't even own a car. You know, and I'm just getting started. And so like, so with that, to me, it's like age. It's like, what are you fucking talking about? You know, like the, the roles that I desire to play, I'm going to play. The individuals I desire to work with, I'm going to work with, which is why I'm like, what do you want to do? What do you want to do? What do you want to play? What, like, what is it that you desire? And great, let's go. Let's do it. And not in a, you know, fucking Oprah confetti way like in a real legit like you down I'm down like you ready (laughs) like if you're ready let's go if you're not ready like go do what you gotta do and catch up with me later but if you're ready let's go I love it I know I know I mean I, I know exactly what you mean but I was when I was thirty five. I was not. I was not in that headspace. It definitely has taken me longer. It's like just to figure out what you actually want. Yeah, what you actually want and what you actually desire. And also, like, here's the thing: you say you're forty two, mm-hmm. right? Like, mm-hmm. my like, I've been unfuckable since nineteen, supposedly. Jesus Christ. <laughs> But here's the thing. It's like, and that's the thing. It's the, you might not want to fuck me, but I actually have no desire to fuck you either. Um, to be clear. And, you know, the only one that can really define my experience is me. Other people can try. And I know that we're in an industry like, blah, 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 whatever. And like we were talking about before, in terms of like the the thing that I had gotten in Prague, where it's, I used to definitely want a fucking Oscar, like in a Golden Globe and an Emmy and a fucking Tony mm. and a BAFTA, you know, I wanted all of them. I want all the awards because that then to me gets to show you that I've earned my keep and I've done the work. And this is the reward for the work I've done of working hard and toiling away. Um, I've earned this. I've earned it. Um, and now I just really don't give a fuck. You know, I don't, I don't give a fuck. I just want to really create great, incredible, amazing work. And I know that there are individuals out there that desire to do the same. And there are people that I love and respect. And so 
let's have some fun and get it done. You know? It's like, who says we can't? Why not? You know? Like, seriously, why not? Well, that's the thing is, you know, I think there, the more you see people doing that, the more you, I feel like the more I've seen people doing that, filmmakers, female, female, you know, it's like you get, you have a model for that. And, you know, it, it makes me think things are possible. And I mean, so it, it, I just didn't grow up with those, that mindset. So it's like, I, I have to see that in action. And the more I see it, the more I feel it's exactly that. Why not? But you know what? I'm like, this feels like a good place. This feels like a good ping pong version way to end. You're from Michigan? Mm-hmm. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Small town? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. And you went to Juilliard? Yeah. Yeah? Which is one of the hardest schools to get into? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but you had a desire to get like you had a desire. Yeah, I wanted it. Yeah, you wanted it, right? Yeah. And I'm sure there were individuals that were like, What are you what are you gonna do that for? Like stay in town, marry a local, like work oh, yeah. at the bar, like fucking piggly wiggly, whatever the fuck. I haven't been in Michigan yet. <laughs> I'll go soon. Um, but like whatever the fuck. You know, you can't watch me. And you did. Graduated Juilliard, live in New York. You're, you're never going to work. You're never going to do that. Bapa, you do, right? Move to L.A., Bapa, da-da. No, like, you're right. It is crazy. It is amazing when you put it like that. Yeah, it's like in getting to see how every single thing, you know, in your life that led you to where you are now, right? And it's that, like, The unseen hand, whatever you want to call it, you know, the, um, the signs, the omens that like we intuitively follow, whether we're aware of it or not, you know, I mean, fucking like girl, like from the fucking Bronx that was found in a locked closet, eating peanut butter at the wall at two years old, put in foster care. For all intents and purposes, I should not be here. I shouldn't be here. You know, like, seven-year-old girl, like, picks up a microphone, starts telling people off, like, at a dress rehearsal because everyone's complaining. What? The girl that literally, like, didn't speak for over a year that they thought was autistic? You know, that, like, like, what? What are you speaking of? You know, like, I'm, like, re not rereading i'm reading like i just finished reading the alchemist um where he talks about like personal legends and we all have one it's like signs and symbols and it's like waking up to them and not it's just being conscious and i think i mean i don't fucking know like the older that i get and i know i'm still i still feel like a fucking baby i feel like i really have just been born you know um I feel like Jesus, <laughs> Jesus Sesta, 
Like, what's the feminine of Jesus? <laughs> Mary. Hey. <laughs> um, that like that there's there's nothing that can't be done. Like there's really there's really not. Um, and that if we only were able to look back at our lives and get to see, you know, like we went right mm-hmm. instead of left. We listen to that intuitive voice. Oh no, what am I gonna do? Uh, uh, uh. And like, even if it like appeared to be a sh- to be shit, like it led to something else. Um, and it's just the difference between being awake and asleep. Like, are you awake to your good? <laughs> like, are you awake to like your dream and your desire? Desire, yeah. the word that keeps just bubbling up (laughs) we're having a moment we're having another moment we're having another (laughs) moment um so i just want to say i like no i'm just i'm like planting the fucking seed like you're hearing it right now i'm planting the fucking seed because i've been wanting to work with you forever like, really, I've been wanting to work with you for the longest fucking time. I can't believe that. I just, it kind of blows me away. Like, receive it. I'm, I'm, t- I'm taking it in. It's in, it's now in me. <laughs> like, I really okay. have been wanting to work with you for, like, the longest time. Because you, you get it. You speak the same language as I do. Um, and I love your work. And I just love your beingness. You have that same ability to hold space in that way and lose yourself and transform. Um, So, yeah, we're going to work together. We're in what? July of 2017? Yeah. All right, within the next year. I think it's definitely going to happen. No, it's like... July 2017, so within the next year, we will have something um, not, like, in fucking development, um, but, like, in pre-production, at least. Yeah? Yes. All right. (laughs) Dude, like, let's fucking do it. My stomach just dropped. Yeah. Holy shit. Okay, there you go. Can we have a follow-up date, like, where we go have a drink and like for Fuck real yeah yeah okay yeah absolutely all right this is like the first of many <laughs> okay it's not like bye see right, you in a year right, so right. Are we, what's happening are we in pre-production where's our, yeah. <laughs> where's our show yeah um but like thank you again for coming on thank you for having me dude i'm anytime anytime you want to come and just I listen just, just i want to listen to you yeah i want to i want to interview you dude well <laughs> start a fucking podcast man <laughs> Start a podcast. Um, everybody, fucking Elizabeth Reeser. And she has like a new fucking show coming out, fucking Law and Order, True Crime, Menendez, playing fucking like district attorney. Yeah, yeah. Pam Ferraro. Well, she's Pam is on it. She gets married over the course of the trial. Like fucking A. Um, you just have, the, she just works all the time. She's fucking awesome. Um, mm-hmm. Thank you so much thank again you. for coming on. Thank you. All right, guys, until next week, this has been another episode of Shut Up and Listen.
with me, Heather Matarazzo. And listen, like really listen. Like take Racer's advice this week. Like see if you can find some pleasure, real pleasure in listening. Like find out what brings you pleasure in that way. And let me know. Bye.